Hello everyone, you are listening to Talks Around the Coffee Cups, the podcast I talk with my honorable nerd friends. I'm Chie from Japan, living in Amsterdam, believing I'm not nerd enough. So I want to bring all my amazing friends who have something or many things they really love. And I think they're great nerds with good heart. Today's <laughs> right. Today's coffee party is what? Hello. Hello. Mm-hmm. You are a storyteller. Yes, I'm a storyteller, indeed. But you you teach storytelling in overseas and here, and you do podcasts and all these things with words, things with stories. Yeah, I think uh, if if you if I would have to describe what I do is I. Uh, listen to stories, I tell stories, and I try to stimulate people to also tell stories. I think that's that's a bit what I do, and it's not just, uh, I think my focus uh, is um, uh, the, the art of storytelling, so the, the old, old art of storytelling, but uh, the past years I've also been experimenting with other ways of storytelling. For example, I made with uh, William, who also comes a lot in here, yeah. Uh, a new, uh, something like an, yeah, you could call it a newspaper, mm-hmm. an exposition uh, about uh, our neighborhood. Um, uh, the past period I made for a uh, museum called the Amsterdam Museum. Uh, I made an, um, an exposition about a neighborhood which, which is di- disappearing. Uh, but at the same time, uh, uh, I make for example, monthly and storytelling evening in the new west of Amsterdam, where I just invite, like you're doing, mm-hmm. friends, people I know, which I like, uh, and I ask them to tell a story. And for me, it doesn't really, I don't really care in which way, if it's spoken word or poetry or uh, a singer songwriter or the, the way I tell stories. For me, it's all the same. It's just a way of telling stories. Did you start all these things? Like, were you like that when you were sorry, child, or like you you realize the power of the story or words? So, um, as a child, I've always been uh, fascinated by uh, photography. Okay. Uh, I really loved photography and dance. And then, uh, if I talk about dance, I mean things like popping or locking, so hip hop dance. Mm-hmm. And um, in my upbringing, so in my also in my uh, so in my family, but also uh, outside my family in my neighborhood, it was not really something which was common to uh, focus on things like art. Um, so uh, my parents, but also my friends, didn't really motivate me to do something with it. Uh, actually, instead, they always said it doesn't really help because we are migrants. We are, I have a Moroccan migrant by, uh, background, and uh, uh, my uh, my father always said um, we start in Amsterdam or in the Netherlands or even in Europe with minus two. So we have to work harder to be part of the society. And he always stimulated me and my brothers to study. Uh, in my case, that resulted in studying information technology. Uh, 
I was good at mathematics, so uh, it was a logical next step. Um, but I never loved it. So I was good at it, but I, I never loved it. Sometimes you have that. So you're mm -hmm. good at cooking, but you don't like cooking. Mm -hmm. And I had that with IT. So um, I was quite young when I started working with, uh, with, uh, with my first job in IT. Uh, I was 19. And I studied uh, part-time, so in the evenings. And during my first job, I'm always, I've always been someone who introduced himself with uh, the name of his neighborhood, the Kolegebuurt, which is in the in Bosselomme, uh, near uh, 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 the uh, subway station Vluchla. And uh, uh, I always, when people ask me, who, uh, where do you come from? From I always said the Kolegebuurt in Amsterdam. Uh, that's something which I always like. Or I, I would love. To, uh, I also like to say West Side. I am from the West. Um, in two thousand nine. Uh, yeah, somehow the, the local government declared my neighborhood as the worst neighborhood of the Netherlands. Oh. They put it on the number one, and they, it was like they put it in the newspapers something like a ghetto, while it was not a ghetto. What? Uh, and I think in Amsterdam at least we don't have ghettos, but uh, the way they wrote about it, and the, the way they spoke about it, I think for many people they didn't really care. But for me, it was painful to see how many stories they wrote in a very negative way. It was also the same time where uh, Moroccans and Muslims, uh, um, uh, or people with a migrant background in general, were very negative in the media. So um, there were a lot of stories about people, but not a lot of stories from those people. At least the people I surrounded my, uh, myself with. And. Um, when that happened, it triggered in me the, the question, why uh, do we not tell our own stories? How, how come? Um, while we, in my family and in, in my uh, sur the people around me, it's normal that we tell stories. In, yeah. uh, in Africa, for example, it's yeah. really a very normal thing to tell stories. Um, it's a big oral tradition. But still, when... Uh, it, uh, when this happened, there was nobody who spoke. And actually from that point, uh, from that moment, already something has been triggered in me. Uh, but I didn't find the right uh, way to uh, do something with it. So uh, years passed, years passed, and I've been doing s some photography work. I've, doing, I've been visiting a lot of theaters. Uh, I, I started surrounding myself with uh, people from the arts and at some point, uh, I think uh, seven years ago, um, I got in touch with, an, uh, uh, with a, right now it's a friend, who told me about a training uh, in a monastery in uh, Egmond Binnen, which is near the sea, Egmond, and he told me uh, join me for a training about storytelling where you uh, uh, go for a week uh, in a monastery and I was like hmm it's a very weird story to put a Muslim in a monastery for a week to close that person there I thought I don't know if it's a good idea you know maybe it doesn't work <laughs> but I, I, I felt triggered and I thought let me just try it so um, and that in that period I had a sabbatical uh, so it was, if you have a sabbatical, it's any, it's anyway a period of trying stuff and experimenting. 
So I entered the monastery seven years ago, and uh, I, uh, they actually uh, there uh, there was a trainer called Rafael Rodan. He is an uh, Israeli storyteller who lives in Amsterdam. Uh, he's also one of the art directors of the international uh, the Amsterdam International Storytelling Festival, which is held in uh, Podium Mosaic each year. And actually, he um, helped me to to learn how to tell a story which I couldn't tell. So a black page, uh, in a way that it didn't. It was. Uh, I told it in. I, I learned to tell it in a way that it doesn't hurt me, but I can still uh, inspire others to take maybe different steps. Uh, it was a very difficult story about my relation between me and my father, and uh, till that day I couldn't tell that story. It was for me too di too difficult. But he taught me a way to tell the story, and when I told the story in the monastery, I thought, hey, this is something which I want to use more. And actually, from that moment, I quit my job. I uh, subscribed at the, the Chamber of Commerce, and I just started a journey, which I didn't know where to go. Uh, and in that time, I had a small budget on my account. I thought, what can happen if I experiment some months with storytelling? And actually, from that moment, and I'm now seven years further, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it went automatically. I learned how to tell stories. I got uh, in contact with uh, with many storytellers in Amsterdam, uh, and I got to tell stories. I got uh, I got to to train people in storytelling. I traveled a lot, and it went all automatically. But I think I believe in uh, if some if something um, flows. So if something goes automatically, uh, it's like water. If water flows. It just flows, and uh, uh, it means, in my case, it means something positive. Uh, um, and in my case, for example, storytelling, uh, from the moment I got in touch with it, it just flows, it goes automatically. I don't think, I just do. I'm now seven years just doing something, and uh, it's okay, it's going well. It's beautiful. And uh, that's actually uh, uh, how I got uh, in touch with storytelling. It's really beautiful. I'm very touched by your story right now, and especially the part you said uh, you learned uh, uh, storytelling, like the telling story about difficult uh, subject for you, but the form that doesn't hurt you, but that will inspire others. And like other day we were talking, and uh, you gave me space to tell like most difficult things I had, and you said if you tell a story, you will create space and you can breathe. And that really, really helped me. Like, that was really, like, I spent a few days with that word, and I s had a conversation with other uh, person for podcast yesterday. Like, you teach storytelling in overseas too, and like, do you see these tools that you give them, give them space, just like you did for me? Do you see them getting, like, not? empowered but the same thing that you get from them um, what, all these people all these people you see the storytelling yeah the thing which I which I really 
touches me is when people say I don't have a story to tell. So I come in a lot of situations where I have, uh, where am I invited to, for example, give a workshop or a training, and um, uh, in many cases when I have a group around me, it's it starts always with I don't really have a story to tell. So and I, I always think why do people say that? But anyway, and. Uh, for example, uh, I think two years ago, I had a, a project in the Balkan. I, I worked in Albania, Kosovo, Macedonia, and Serbia, uh, North Macedonia. Um, and uh, uh, when I was in Skopje, Skopje is in North of Macedonia. Um, in, the, in this project, I used to work with the International Queer Migrant Film Festival. It's an uh, pro uh, organization who um, tries to uh, 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 set up in, in the Balkan uh, safe places for people from the queer uh, community. And uh, in, in, in those countries it's really a big taboo. And I remember in Skopje, uh, when I entered the group, they were, the, the participants, they were really closed. They didn't really w want to work with me they, the, because I'm Muslim, I'm heterosexual, and I'm an Arab from their perspective. And from their perspective, that's, uh, that's, uh, the, those are people who uh, are not open for the, their stories. So they were like, why did they send you to us to listen to our story? And uh, at that moment, uh, I tried to work with a group, I tried to work with a group, and but they didn't want to really listen to me and at some point I, uh, I told them um, uh, if you would learn how to tell your story in a way that you can bring me to your world you can uh, uh, create a world in my head where you exist but if you don't do that actually you create for yourself a world where you don't exist um, this is uh, this is about. Uh, um, I believe we all have some sort of database, which is built by stories from our childhood till now. And um, each time when you get in touch with a person and you get uh, a chance, an opportunity to learn about that story, your database. So your database full with stories becomes bigger. And when it becomes bigger, the next time you have more space for those stories. And in their case, in their society, people don't have space for them because their stories are not told. Uh, and because people tell rubbish stories about them. Uh, so it's very powerful if they tell their own stories. But you can... Uh, uh, um, Telling a story is not just telling a story, you have to think about it. And at some point I uh, showed them that if you build a story with um, layers. So if I tell you an emotional story right now, there is a big chance you can't listen to my emotional story if you don't know that emotion. But if I, if you, if I tell you an emotional story but I give you a universal uh, opening, so I build it with a universal, universal layer, a personal layer and an emotional layer, 
you get an opportunity to recognize yourself in my story. And if you create that in a story, that's the moment people get uh, your story in their database because they recognize something. So they start listening, really. So I trained them in this. I trained them in how to uh, build a story with an emotional layer, a personal layer, and a universal layer. It sounds difficult, but it's quite logical. Uh, for example, a universal layer could be that, uh, that, that idea that you can uh, walk openly, freely with your partner, hand in hand. Mm -hmm. We all know that feeling somehow. And maybe you don't even like it to walk with sweaty hands, but still, we have that feeling. Um, and they started doing that and at some point it worked they saw they could tell stories and right now two two years later actually in COVID they do started doing it even more they uh, started a podcast like you and now they have a, a podcast with queer stories but in the Balkan in Skopje which nobody thought it would exist and I think that's that's uh, what I the, the moments which I find powerful when you um, stimulate someone to tell the story, even though they think no, I don't have a story to tell, or um, uh, the story is too heavy or something like that. But the moment you they start telling, it creates space, space in their hearts, but also space in in society, because I believe. Personally, I believe we also should give each other a chance to uh, uh, get in touch with our stories. Uh, I, I, sometimes I think, yes, indeed, um, people have to know that you have to be open for each other. But at the same time, I think it's also our responsibility to give other people an opportunity to get in, in contact with our stories. Um, and, uh, and that's the power of storytelling. But they talk about who made a like who made a less lunch and what kind of conversation it was on, and it's all sort of normal people in a way. Like they just they are not like actors or they are not like you know celebrity or anything. They're just people who work carry the lunchbox to their mm -hmm. work. So so just because the listeners can see it, but yeah. Japanese is written from up to down, right? Up to down, and then. Um, Right to left, so we read this like way. This. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Well, so so they. So uh, beautiful. It's like right, and then it doesn't matter. They're like younger, older. They all eat lunch. They may made it by themselves, or they somebody made it, and then it's whole story. And I really love what it is. It's like when I'm reading it, I can see that kind of like happy family, or the guy try not to wake up his family because mm. he's going work like four o'clock in the morning so he makes like uh like rice bowl to take and that invites so nice. it's nice isn't it it takes and then it, it it's like you said like story invite us to their world to see 
and we we have a chance to know them. It's yeah, it's so beautiful. It's it's so beautiful. It's a beautiful book. Isn't Actually, it? a very good idea to to do in Amsterdam. Right, it's just they're talking about lunch marks, and it, but we can see the life in it. Yeah, it's really a beautiful concept. Right, and we can see different things. Like when we talk about like let's let's have a story. It might be a little bit large, and then like we don't know, we don't have maybe story to tell. But like, tell me about your lunch. Tell me about your like. And then we kind of like we all eat lunch. We can connect in the same place. If you take indeed something which we have similar, indeed like eating lunch, or uh, finding the love, or uh, home, the yeah. sense of home. I think the sense of home is also a very good subject to uh, uh, share stories about. I think you get easily, very easily. Um, stories. We all have, indeed. If we have to talk about lunch yesterday, for example, I had a lunch with uh, a beautiful person who really inspired me. Uh, um, I didn't even expect it, but we uh, we, we just had lunch. But uh, she took me on a total new journey, and I'm still thinking about that lunch. That's that's the yeah. That's a very uh, um, so. It's indeed. Uh, um, if you want, if you actually are interested in listening to someone's story, it's good to uh, search for that story in a um, subject which which you share in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think even like all these the story you, you worked with, like you don't have anything com- common with the people you worked with in the story of the people in the queer community. You come in, or like you go into monastery completely different background yes you're different but there is a something common in it like storytelling yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% or like for example in the monastery uh, it was food actually which um, I shared because uh, the nuns the, the people who live there they cooked for me and we had a lot of conversations about their cooking because they cooked for me in a very beautiful way and in the, in the Balkan um, the Balkan uh, have a lot of relations with the Ottoman Empire, okay. which used to be the Ottoman, the Turkish, the uh, okay. Ottoman Empire. Okay, yeah. And um, uh, for, um, uh, and by I recognize, for for example, a lot in their culture, because we have the same habits, the, the same uh, uh, respect for people, la la la. So I had a lot of conversations there, and. And for for example, for me, it was very uh, inspiring to because um, I worked in four countries with four queer societies, and uh, it was for me also very inspiring to get in touch with them. I learned also there a lot about the queer society. Uh, yeah, that's that's the beauty of storytelling. I think that you get in touch with people, and your head, your your mind, and your soul becomes richer and richer and richer. I think and something which I want to say yes please um, is I think that's that's so art if you think about art photography or painting or ceramics or um, uh, wood uh, sculptures I don't know whatever it's all a niche you can learn it but it asks um, commitment 
it asks time, it asks uh, research, it asks something. But storytelling is an art which you are born with. Because uh, I think the oral tradition of storytelling, we all have it from the day we start talking. Because uh, it's it's the o- I think I believe it's the oldest form of art. It's and also the o- o- oldest form of sharing, inspiring each other. But if you talk about art, I always tell uh, people you are an artist in in general because you tell stories. And if you tell stories, you are an artist in my in my for my belief. And uh, when I tell people this, I always see a sparkle in their eyes. They are like, oh wow, I never thought about that. And that's something which is really cool. So, storytelling, the art of storytelling, oral sto- storytelling, is very uh, 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 reachable, very doable for everybody. It's uh, it's not something. I don't believe you need tricks or something to be able to do it. Just share a story. It can be something personal, but it can also be something fictional. And, uh, and that's something which I really like. How, no, not how, but when, when I, I had a, like this internet radio thing like more than 10 years ago in Japan, because it was kind of like small trend in like tech world. Mm. So I, I did like nearly a year or more than a year by myself. And I thought, I hope my voice or my word will le- reach I really like this uh, uh, image or metaphor you're creating. Indeed, when you share a story, you, you uh, make it travel, indeed. And uh, from that moment, it's your story still, but it's also exchanged with someone else. So it's something collaborative, something you share. And when that person tell it in his or her or uh, they or whatever, person's way um, it becomes something you you created together which is really cool um, my I tell stories which sometimes I get to know people who tell my story towards me I'm like hey that's my story you're telling who, who told you this and and then I, I find out my story traveled to someone and comes back to me it happened once so on my stage, I created my. St- uh, I have a stage in the West. Once a person came to tell a story, and I was listening, and I was like, "The structure is mine. Um, the the story. It's a bit different, but it was my story." And I, I said, "How do? You, uh, where did you?" And then that person told me he got it from someone, and I was like, "Oh, wow." So that's indeed how it works with storytelling. And the moment I throw a story in the world, it travels. And indeed, then it's also, it's still mine, but also not mine. Yeah. I think that's the beauty as well. Yeah, we never know where the, your story learned 
through people and then you never know how many people get inspired or like it's the same like the book you you just uh, yeah, wrote here and yeah. uh, if you if you um, this is in Japanese, so it's is for it me a bit difficult to, <laughs> to read. I can I, I can look at the pictures yeah. and guess what they are eating. I have to say they eat a lot of rice. <laughs> the book is full with rice. <laughs> that's how we. <laughs> Why are they all eating rice? Well, that's my country, but I think it's it's same. Like if I talk about you to someone, like I I met this person and we talked about this, and like. And sometimes, like people say, "Oh, that's you," you know. And like some people, yeah, are like, that's, "How that's do you know me?" And so, like, I guess, like, like me traveling somewhere through like word of mouth. Like, yeah. I finally met you, or like your story come back. I think that that's beautiful. Yeah, and now you have it also with Instagram. I was on your Instagram. I know. And, and people saw me uh, looking at your camera like a baby. Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful picture, though. Oh, I think it's really great story. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you, G. I, I really wanted to say, I really like talking with you. Whenever, whenever like I see you, I'm just like super happy, and I just <coughs> forgot to talk. I'm really glad that I had a chance to talk with you. Thank you very Thank much. You. Let's stay happy. Uh, let's stay happy. Great. Let's stay happy. Thank you everyone listening and let's stay happy. Keep on sharing stories. Yes, please. Have a nice day.